Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Right now, five hours. Our five-hour, five-day-a-week morning conversation with you begins right now on 1019, also on AM 1260, streaming live and local and all over the world on our Horn app. Just download it to your smartphone. You got it for the touch of a button. Also, uh, for the time being, only listening to our program at hornfm.com as we continue to broadcast from the home studio in South Austin as we do uh, the construction and renovations at the radio station, radio headquarters there on uh, West Austin. We'll get those done as soon as we can. Then we can bring you back on YouTube and on our Twitch channel to watch the shows if you just see us every single morning. Uh, it's kind of weird, but no, absolutely, that's the way of the world these days. But uh, uh, that's the way you'll do it. You'll listen today in the next uh, several days into the weekend. That's what Wednesday's all about on Hook 'em Up, getting you up over the hump. Put the, uh, turn the page. Look, whatever happened last weekend is in the past. Now it's time to look forward through the windshield. Start looking at uh, the Longhorns' first home game in a month. BYU coming to town. Statistically, kind of a mismatch in these two as far as uh, seven-game in stats. But uh, Longhorns are their backup quarterback. BYU forces a lot of turnovers. We'll talk about it, how to get ready for the Cougars. And back-to-back Cougars for the Texas Longhorns coming up on Saturday. We also have plenty of uh, other college football news, the NFL. The NBA is opening up the uh, fabulous phenom Victor Wembanyama, Wemby Mania, sweeping the NBA. We'll talk about that and preview their big matchup with the Mavericks tonight. Houston also playing, and of course the World Series is set, and uh, a couple of upstarts, stunners in the world of Major League Baseball, as uh, it happened last night in Philadelphia. We'll get you all the recap. It should be a fun five hours with a lot to do. Rod will have a couple rants. We've got uh, behind the burnt orange curtain. We've got all our fun features. It's going to be a fun Wednesday, and we appreciate you being there wherever you find us. And look who it is across the desk. Made his way here to the home headquarters in South Austin from his home in South Austin. He is our shutdown corner five hours a day, five days a week from uh, the DB High down in the 713. And, of course, DBU right here in the 512. Four stops, another NFL zip code before doing uh, landing, doing great radio here in Austin, Texas for 15 years now. He is the proud papa. He is Black Stradamus. He is our man Rod Babers. Rod, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I appreciate uh, the hospitality, first of all. Appreciate the intro, as always. And, yeah, thank God we are finally uh, at hump day. So we're getting headed downhill to the weekend so we can uh, start talking about these uh, slate of games, NFL and college football this yeah, weekend. It'll be fun. And we have a World Series we got our World Series set, too. Yeah, who to pick that? I mean, come uh, on. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, unreal. Nobody. Uh, nobody. Real quick, Rod, I, I follow baseball pretty closely, especially you the do. Astros and Rangers. Yeah. Oh, man, I can do. You I, five Arizo- can you find, no. name five Arizona Diamondbacks? I'm not going to lie to you. No way. 
There's I don't no think way. most fans could. I uh, know that's that's no how way. surprising they are. They're completely off the reservation, and yeah. here they are in the World Series, and they've earned it. We'll talk about it. it. You yeah. mentioned the NFL. The Texans and Cowboys are coming back online after their bye week. Yes, sir. We'll talk some Cowboys today. Cowboys had a big issue. They had the bye week. Uh, I'm glad they had the bye week. They need to fix their passing game. Yeah, yeah well, that passing game is bad. Yeah, that's well. Rod will do some deep dive on those Cowboys <laughs> who are coming back playing the LA Rams. Uh, this weekend, uh, Houston comes out of there by we playing the Carolina Panthers in a showdown of Bryce Young v. C.J. Stroud. Ooh. First two picks of the draft. So there's plenty to look forward to now, yeah. plenty to talk about. And as we get you rolling on this. and uh, Before we, uh, we get started, for real, uh, let me uh, also, as we always do, give a shout out to those who serve. We appreciate uh, each and every one of you in any capacity you decide to serve. We know it's an honor, but also a burden uh, our society the selflessness of service, so we appreciate you guys, uh, whether it be God, country, or community, uh, whether you be uh, first responders, soldiers, the uh, teachers, nurses, uh, the, uh, the waste management, office of the law, doesn't matter. Uh, we appreciate all those who choose to serve uh, each this morning up early with us. We appreciate you. Uh, absolutely. Uh, all right, so let's start with the headlines we do, do each it. morning. Get you caught up. There's plenty out there, plenty of news, including those uh, baby snakes playing their way uh, to meet the Rangers in the World Series. Headlines, Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring them to you. The top stories start with Texas football. And coming out of that their ugly win this past Saturday at Houston, game that saw the Longhorns roar out to a 21-point lead, only to need a fourth down stop late to secure the victory and improve to 6-1. and one. Texas will now return home for the first time in a month this Saturday and host the 5-2 and two BYU Cougars at DKR. And the phrase ugly win is a key for head coach Steve Sarkeesian because he said on Monday you can coach hard, fix issues, come out and play better the next week. Well, the next game is now three days out. Coach Sark and his staff have added had the added issue of building a game plan around their backup quarterback. Malik Murphy will make it his first career start against, against a BYU defense that currently ranks third in the country in turnover margin, forced five turnovers and takeaways in their 27-14 win over Texas Tech last week. Game will kick at 2.30 Saturday. We'll have much more on the matchup throughout the morning here on Hook 'em Up. Elsewhere in college athletics, a federal judge in Waco yesterday found Baylor University negligent in a Title IX lawsuit and awarded a former student who alleged she was physically abused by a football player in 2014 $270,000 in damages, inciting with the former student Dolores Lozano. Jurors held that Baylor maintained a policy of deliberate indifference to reports of sexual harassment that put her at risk. Jury awarded her damages and negligence by the university. Uh, yesterday's verdict came a month after Baylor settled a separate years-long federal lawsuit brought by 15 women who alleged they were also sexually assaulted by football players. To baseball, stunner in Philadelphia, the upstart Arizona Diamondbacks took down the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2 in Game 7 of the NLCS at Citizens Bank Park last night to advance to the World Series. Baby Snakes won just 84 games in the regular season, but proceeded to knock off division-winning Milwaukee, the L.A. Dodgers, for rallying from 2-0 in a series deficit to take four of the next five and shock the Phillies. They advanced to their first fall classic since they won the title back in 2001. They will face the American League champion Texas Rangers starting with Game 1 uh, Friday night at Globe Life Field. NBA regular season tipped off last night. Doubleheader featuring Western Conference heavyweights. Game 1, defending champion Nuggets raised their banners, got their championship rings, and then proceeded to take down the L.A. Lakers. 119-107, already one triple-double on the year for Nikola Jokic. Then in San Francisco, Devin Booker scored 32 to lead Phoenix to a road win at Golden State, 108-104. All three Texas NBA teams will open their seasons tonight. Houston and their new head coach, Ime Udoka, will play their opener in Orlando. And, of course, the eyes of the basketball world will be set on San Antonio tonight where the Spurs host the Dallas Mavericks. Game will feature the debut of the league's newest phenom, the 7-4 French team Victor Wenbanyama will play his first regular season game. 
Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Yeah, Longhorn fans uh, excited to see Malik. I mean, obviously just disappointment because Quinn Ewers is, is out for uh, at least the next game, um, hopefully not too long. He'll be back this season. But uh, the way things have worked out, there's been a lot of buzz about Malik for a long time here on the 40 Acres because he has stayed on the 40 Acres. When everybody thought he would leave, I remember talking about this multiple times on there that people thought speculation was after Quinn, after, you know, Quinn Ewers commits, uh, Malik's going to leave. He didn't. Um, after, you know, Arch Manning commits, everybody assumes, oh, man, he's going to get in transfer portal. He didn't. After the spring game, he has such a great showing in the spring game. And nationally, people are talking about Malik Murphy and talking about the Texas quarterback room. Everybody assumes, oh, man, Malik may jump in the transfer portal and leave because he can go start somewhere else. And he didn't, and also get a bag somewhere else. He didn't. I, mean, I think he got more of a bag here at Texas. That's fine. Uh, shout out to the BMBs uh, NIL, uh, which Texas is a one of the leaders in in college football. But he stayed, and he, I think he stayed because he's a competitor number one. I think he wants to prove that he is as good, if not better, than the quarterbacks in that room with him, his teammates, who he competes with. Um, and I think number two, he really believes that Steve Sarkeesian is going to make him the best quarterback that he could be. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the best version of Malik Murphy at the quarterback position. And I, and I think and he he's believes, a competitor, Rod. No, I just, that's number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number one, he, he's a competitor. He, he believes he's just as good as those highly touted quarterbacks, highly recruited, highly rated quarterbacks in the same room with him. And I think there's a chip on his shoulder that, hey, man, I, I should have got that five-star rating too. Well, and you <laughs> can relate to that personally, having shown up as a recruit out of Houston and uh, – you know, you were you were highly regarded, but not as highly as some of the guys on your own team. And you showed yeah. up to pretty quickly realize, hey, wait a second, I can play with these guys. You, you, you better not recruit a player who, does, who, has, who doesn't have that mindset. Yeah. All right? You, all your guys, even if they can't really prove it, they all should have that mindset. And it's clear Malik has that mindset. Otherwise, he had opportunities to leave and he didn't. So that's why I think Longhorn fans are excited to see him. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy that he got an opportunity. I'm not happy about, you know, the way it happened, <laughs> uh, that, that Quinn had to get hurt for it to happen. But honestly, we've talked about this since 1998. I believe it's only been six times where a quarterback has started every game at Texas, started and finished every game at Texas. doesn't happen very often. Well, that's why we heard yesterday <laughs> behind the burnt orange curtains that, uh, you know, Sark and his staff are preparing these backups week by week. Got to. Uh, really drilling down with them, letting them go through the, 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 the game sheet and the, play pl- the game plan mm-hmm. along with Quinn yours to make sure they're engaged and uh, talk through it so you've got this uh, body of evidence and, and understanding of what your quarterbacks are feeling, uh, the backups, because they can play, obviously, you're one play away. And that one play happened in the third or, or the fourth quarter against Houston on Saturday. Exactly. A game the Longhorns won. And as I mentioned in the headlines, an ugly win is a win. Uh, and as Sark said, you can coach hard, try to fix the issues that are there. What led to a tw- from a 21-point lead to a, to a dogfight at the end, those are things you've got to fix. Now, I would say this, and I mentioned it, um, you know, the, the, the BYU Cougars are 5-2. and two. The Longhorns' next mm-hmm. two opponents are combined 10-4. and four. They're both winning teams. But when you dig deep into the numbers on BYU, and I know, I know we will today and into the, into the week, yeah. this is a, a friendly team to face. If you, can't, if you protect the ball, things should go in your favor. I mean, BYU is at the bottom of the Big 12 in total defense, rushing defense, passing defense. Only have seven sacks on the year, Ron, yeah. as a team which is dead last in the mm-hmm. Big 12. 
Um, this is a, a – and it's at home, right? You're going to have your home crowd. There, you're not going to have to deal with crowd noise while you have the ball. Uh, should be a comfortable way to start. Sark's got to build that game plan, and obviously we'll talk about it all week long into the kickoff of, you know, does Arch Manning play? You know, can, can you get both quarterbacks some room? Because you and I talked about last night on the uh, Inside Texas on Texas Football Channel mm-hmm. with a Tuesday night live stream that we were a part of. Um, you know, you'd like to get Arch Manning some game some game snaps here because he's now your backup. Ideally, and he's never right. stepped on a college football field, and nope. he's you know one play away from needing to be on the field. So we'll see if Sark has a way. You know, give him a series. You know, maybe build a lead so you can get him on the field. Other draw, that'd be ideal. That'd be ideal. Uh, uh, twenty-one point twenty. Well, actually, twenty-one points is not safe. Twenty-eight points. <laughs> Learned that last week. Uh, yeah. no, but, but you're right about the BYU defense. I think it is a. It's, it's a favorable game for a quarterback to have his first start. And, but one thing they do really well, and you brought it up in the update, they take away the football really well. Fifteen uh, of them. Yeah, they got uh, – so they're uh, – I believe look at, look at just takeaways alone, not turnover margin. Turnover margin, they're third in the country. with second in the Big 12. Actually, Oklahoma leads in turnover margin. That's how good Oklahoma They're second in the country. Uh, I believe behind Penn State who – yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, on that their offense. Exactly. Uh, they, they, they need every bit of help they can get. But – Texas, you know, usually is really good taking care of the football. We saw Quinn with some turnovers, uh, you know, in the Oklahoma game and the Kansas game. If Texas can take care of the football versus BYU, I do think they'll be able to move the football, even with Malik. The passing game will look a little different. Um, And I think you'll just get – and we'll talk about this, obviously, a little bit deeper, but you know, I think the deep ball will come back uh, for Sark. I think he, Sark is, you know, you know, he's obsessed with the deep ball. He's got a, you know, a fixation with the deep ball. And he, this season, has done a good job of dialing it back because I think he understands that's not the, the elite traits of Quinn Ewers. That's not one of his strengths necessarily. He can do it. Had mo- his most beautiful deep ball pass probably of his career to Xavier Worthy in that U of H game, but it's been something he's been working on. It hasn't been a natural strength for him. From a league, because of his his natural arm talent, he's got the strongest arm in that quarterback room, um, less touch and less um, – you know, maybe and maybe less accuracy too. I think Quinn's a lot more accurate pass, so less touch and less accuracy with with Malik. But I think you'll get more more power and forceful throws yeah. <laughs> with velocity. And you and and I think the deep ball for him may naturally translate. And guys like Xavier, they just try to outrun the defense to see if he can outthrow the defense. Yeah, if they can't just flat out run. Yeah, uh, and of course, uh, you know. I just look at this team now. You know, you're BYU, and there there's some mature, older guys on that team. You look across the field, you got a big team. I mean, Malik's going to stand and be an yes, opposing is, guy. Yeah. When C.J. Baxter's on the field, and he's you know, a freshman, 6'2", and 220. Uh, you got this big, you know, the biggest offensive line in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.D. Mitchell's a tall I mean, Jatavion, that's a big team. It's a big and, team. And, you know. I agree with that. That, that, can, that can be kind of imposing, too, if you can impose your will on this BYU team, who, again, they're 5-2, and two, but statistically – not all that great. And just like we saw with Houston, their lines of scrimmage so far don't really match up in the Big 12. Uh, they're not running the ball. Their yards per play is dead last. They only have seven sacks on defense. They, they give up a lot of yards per play. They've got to get acclimated to this Big 12 conference, just like the other three schools. But as we saw last week, those stats don't matter. Houston dang near beat Texas uh, with a defense that was very leaky and uh, didn't have a lot to show on the stat page that they could play with Texas, but they did. 
um, down at Houston for Dana Holgerson. Yeah, that's a good point. Defensively, we know that Houston came in and had a different defense than they had shown on film. You played the sound of Dana Hogerson talking about how he and Doug Belk took that extra time to kind of uh, revamp their defense, came in with the 3-3-5, ran the three high three downs. Sark didn't expect that. Didn't matter. Still had a fast start. Uh, but Sark now acknowledges that, you know, you've had – Four teams, all right? Uh, no, more than half the teams you've played, they've come in and with a different defense than they've shown on film trying to confuse you early on. And I, I, it's, I think BYU might do the same thing. Well, especially the backup quarterback. Exactly. And by the way, this is the exactly. uh, – This will be the exactly. – much like Texas had that run of backup quarterbacks, this will be the third straight backup quarterback BYU has seen. What's because the Big 12? Big 12, I the mean – Big 12 is, is a backup quarterback league yeah, right well, now. They, they, they rolled into Fort Worth, and they <laughs> – remember three weeks ago, they rolled into Fort Worth, and – uh, Josh Hoover got the start mm-hmm. for TCU ahead of Chandler yep. Morris, who was banged up. And Josh Hoover proceeded to light him up for like 450 yards. And yeah. they torched uh, the Cougars. Then they went home, and Texas Tech was down to their third quarterback because of injuries. And now they roll into Texas, and Texas is down to Malik Murphy and maybe Arch Manning. Might explain game. that record, too. Yeah. Um, it well, helps a little bit. Well, I mean, TCU didn't, wasn't good because they got rolled out of Fort Worth in a big way. That game was mm-hmm. never competitive. Uh, and really it was because they took care of the football. Uh, if you don't turn the ball over against te- this team, you got a chance. You're good, yeah. Uh, especially at home. All right, Rod, so that'll be a key. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain coming up. Good stuff. Can't wait to hear your stuff on the Cowboys. Texans back off their bye weeks, both feeling like they're in pretty good spots. Uh, oh, yeah. Cowboys, I uh, know, didn't play and saw the Niners take another loss. But from the Cowboys' last game uh, to their, their next game, uh, the Niners are taking two losses. Yeah, the NFL looks very different yeah. since the last Detroit time. Detroit got pasted <laughs> by the Ravens. Look, yeah, it, it, NFC looks different. Right, it does, except yeah, for the Eagles. Because, well, I, no, it, it does because the Eagles are better. Yeah, the Eagles, Eagles got better. Uh, the Eagles, I keep <laughs> the hearing, Niners are taking two losses. <laughs> I will say I hear a lot of people talking about the, the Eagles, even because we can talk about Jalen Hurts and turnovers, but let's give the Eagles some credit. On, on Sunday night, they played a standalone game against the other 5-1 and one team in the league and beat them by – 14 points. That's mm-hmm. Despite the Hurts turnovers, that's still a good football team. He's not and, even playing his good – he's not even playing good well, football. Well, that's the right thing. Now. And then he, and he, 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 he is t- telling everybody he'll get it right, he'll get it yeah. fixed. And if they do, they just added, added Kevin Byer, the safety from Tennessee, to kind of shore up their defense in the back end. Uh, Philadelphia, man, is the team that's kind of emerged. Okay, to win ugly but win by 14 against a 5-1 and one Miami team, that's pretty damn that's good. One of the best offenses the yeah. NFL has ever seen. Uh, that is – you can yeah. say what you want about where Hurts and the offense are right now. But, man, that defensive line, that pass rush – uh, adding Kevin Byer, that's still the team to, to watch. And obviously San Francisco, when they get healthy, get Trent Williams, Debo Samuel back, we know what they are. Uh, Detroit's still the team that's got to prove it. And I would say this, Rod, in the NFL, if you're not looking, the Minnesota Vikings have won two games since the Cowboys played last. They've won three in a row now after an 0-4 start. You realize their next uh, stretch of games, the Minnesota Vikings, and they're going to get Justin Jefferson back here at some point, they could go on a run. And all of a sudden we're back to talking about the Minnesota Vikings again. That, that went over the uh, – the, uh, the the 49ers on on Monday night was, was yeah. really big for them. Yeah, it was remarkable. I don't even know how they did it. I know. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that's pretty damn good. And then if you if you look at the uh, Minnesota Vikings, they got a bunch of winnable games coming. And they're in a yeah. division. They play Green Bay this week, which is a division game. But, you know, they can – I mean, Jordan Love's been, by no means been – No, they'll be Green there. Bay. Jordan Love is don't regressing. Don't you feel like that? He's regressing at a rapid actually. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, so you got the uh, – you, you you got the win over the Niners, which no one thought was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to the left for dead, Kirk Cousins led Minnesota Vikings 
Um, so you got, I'm sure you got the Bears coming up. Well, they, 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 they beat the Bears. They beat the Niners. Now you got the Packers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, and then the Bears again. I was going to say, you had the Bears again, exactly. Then so the Raiders. That's two wins right there. Then the Raiders. So don't don't leave out the Vikings. And remember, we went back to the Vikings, and they were their yards per play were really good. They were moving the ball. They were just turning the ball over. Uh, and if mm-hmm. the, once they stopped turning the ball over, uh, all of a sudden they, they started to win some of these games. So uh, that's the lay landscape of the NFC. Uh, we'll talk Texans as well. But real quick out of those headlines, Rod, uh, Wemby mania, we'll, we'll preview it. The Spurs fans are fired up. The NBA is excited to see this phenom. And, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk oh, yeah, about man. it. Uh, last night's games was pretty cool to see the, uh, the, tip, the tip off in, uh, in Denver. They raised their banner. And let me just say this about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now that the Texas Rangers know their opponent, I think there's going to be an easy sense, and I don't think the Rangers fans will do this because they understand you know, the, the road they had to run through. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a national narrative that the Rangers are going to steamroll this, this Diamondbacks team, and Ooh. they very well might. They could. They very well might. They could do it in five. But uh, don't sleep on the snakes. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure this team out myself. There's a resiliency to that team, Rod. They, they don't hit home runs. They, they string together hits. They, they're contact hitters. They've got a bunch of young guys that you've never heard of. Corbin Carroll's probably going to win the rookie of the year in the National League. He's a great young player. They're just built very young, and you just mm-hmm. don't they're, – they're kind of a no-name team. But as the Phillies found out, if, you, if they get a lead, they've got a great bullpen. They can really lock it down. It's yeah. a bunch of young arms, but they can lock down these games. And you've talked about the Rangers being ahead of schedule. This Diamondbacks franchise is way ahead of schedule. Oh, yeah. They've been building towards this. But it was a couple years out. And, you know, Ivan Melendez, the uh, Hispanic Titanic, is in that organization, mm. and he's coming through. they got a, court, a young shortstop that's a big phenom player that's coming. Those were going to be like kind of foundational peaches maybe. But they're already in the World Series. And huge credit to the Diamondbacks to, I mean, get in essentially at the last weekend. Remember, the Astros swept the Diamondbacks at the end of the year. It's crazy. Last man. series of the regular season, swept them. So it was like they limped in, kind of like the Rangers did. It's very similar, these two parallels. The Rangers limped in. They copped up the division. They went 3-4 and four in the last week. They weren't playing their best baseball. They let the Astros sneak in and win the American League West. The Diamondbacks had to qualify on the final Saturday, and then Houston swept them. Well, all they've done is gone to Milwaukee and beat the, the Central Champs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, three straight. Then they turn around and beat the Dodgers, the 100-plus win Dodgers, three, four straight. I mean, uh, two straight in Milwaukee, three straight over the Dodgers. Yeah, then can't they, be a fluke. Then they go into Philadelphia and fall behind two to nothing, Rod. And that series is over, right? Well, no, yeah. they just proceeded to win four out of five games, two in Philadelphia, game six and seven, much like the Rangers just did. So, you know, this is a team that believes. This is a young team that doesn't know any better. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to match a Ranger team who had a very similar role, played a bad last week of baseball, but then turned it on into the, into the wild card round, beat up on Baltimore, you know, took the best punch of the defending champion Astros, won two games on their home field to get this going. So, uh, you know, it'll be a series that won't have a lot of national sex appeal, I don't think, outside of some of the star power of the Rangers. But um, – should be a good series. Looking forward to seeing that starting on Friday night. But the Rangers have guys who have at least postseason experience. Oh, the Diamondbacks have guys like no. that. They, they're no, just, they're they young and green. Young across the much. board. Yeah, across I'll the look board. into the playoff. It can't be much for Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Tori Lovello is their young manager. I mean, it's just a very young team. They're, gosh, they were supposed to lose to the Brewers. They were supposed to lose to the uh, to the uh, Dodgers for sure. That stunned everybody when they beat up on Clayton Kershaw. And that's why I say, and then, they, of course, they stunned the, the Phillies who felt like they had that series. If you let them get a lead on you, as the Phillies found out, it's tough. They've got a really yeah. good shutdown bullpen at the end. 
Uh, got to play with a the lead there. And the Rangers, of course, have had bullpen issues that um, they, they shored up a little bit here in this one. But really favor the Rangers, but don't take them lightly, I guess, is what I would say, right? Yeah, the Rangers now, big. that's crazy because they kind of went from the underdog role that they've been playing. Yeah, now they're going to be the favorite. Yeah, now you, yeah, you can't really play. I guess they could in their locker room, but nationally the narrative will be that they're the favorite. Easy. Not the underdog. Easy. And I'll yeah. say this, Rod. I mean, the, the 84 wins that the Diamondbacks put on the board, this could be a um, – you know, hook them facts of the day. But uh, the 84 wins to get to the World Series, the lowest, only two other teams ever have made it to the Fall Classic with, a fewer, with, with fewer regular season victories. The 1973 New York Mets, who won wow. 82 games, and the 06 St. Louis Cardinals, who had 83 victories before getting to the World Series. Um, that's what this Baby Snakes team is, and uh, excited to see it starting Friday night in Arlington. Rangers went all the way from the sixth seed in the American League to home field advantage in the World Series. Safe to say unpredictable. That's how baseball goes. <laughs> That's how baseball That's go. how baseball go. So yeah, we got a lot to do. We'll get to the NFL, college, football, uh, the rest of the big stories out there. Longhorns getting ready for the BYU Cougars. We'll start looking at the uh, big weekend of college football that's on tap as well. That's what a Wednesday's about. Get you up over the hump. Yes, start sir. Start looking forward. Coming back, we'll get to the, uh, the What the Facts what before the, facts. the end of the hour uh, from the home studio here in South Austin. We'll also get Rod behind the burnt orange curtain. We're coming back, though, Rod. I got a bit of a bone to pick with Jim Harbaugh and the second-ranked Michigan oh, Wolverines. man. Is this about sign stealing? Yeah, but it's more about him trying to suggest he doesn't know anything about it. Oh, uh, I mean, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, really? I mean, we could debate how big of a deal it is, big picture, but uh, this dude was going to games with his with his video equipment, his phone, uh, getting seems, six, tickets yeah. on both sides of the field. It seems like a pretty extensive detail. Yeah, to not know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this thing was going on for a while. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that coming up, but uh, and then it leads to a good debate about how. How important is sign stealing on how college football and hey, the NCAA. Sarp talked about it yesterday. Oh, he sure did. We'll let you hear it. that coming up. All right, so a lot to do. We're just getting warmed up here. You know that. We've got five hours to go, Half, almost halfway through our first hour of five on a Wednesday morning. Glad you're with us. Hook them up on 1019 AM 1260. Stream it on the Horn app and always at hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rod Babers, Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. Oh man, it is a Wednesday. Get you up over that hump. Start looking forward to the first Longhorn home game, which means tailgate for the first time in a month. Been a while. Hopefully, some cooler temperatures coming your way. First few tailgates in the month of uh, September were oppressive. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say not fun because it's a Texas football game and those are fun. But same time, oh, man. Uh, it's supposed to be in the 70s, a game time, a little cloudy on Saturday. Temperatures won't go above 80 degrees, about 82, 83 degrees nice. uh, with some cloud covers. So it should be good tailgating weather. Gary Clark Jr. is playing LCL on the stage, which is great. It should be a great concert for free. And do all the Bevo Boulevard stuff. Do your tailgate. Mm-hmm. Longhorn's playing BYU. Remember, join us. We'll be down at the Mockingbird Saloon. That's right. Noon to 2, right there on Guadalupe, getting you ready. 
before the game. It's right next to Kirby Lane. It's right between Kirby Lane and the In-N-Out Burger, right on the drag. So uh, easy to find us. We'll be getting you ready for that game with our pregame coverage. Uh, also, Rod, remember, as we start looking forward, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be out from 5 to 7 out at the uh, third base. Uh, in Round Rock, you and I, uh, with Patrick Davis on the Sports Complex, giving away college football tickets, Rod. Oh, College nice. football tickets. Oh, I yeah. Um, I want to get out there. Plus, Bud Light and our friends have Bud Light Specials. It's our weekly uh, home game. Bud Light uh, get-together with you, the people, uh, and our friends at Brown Distributing and giving away tickets and fun and talking to Patrick on the Sports Complex. So it's good to have a home game back. It's been since uh, the Kansas game, which seems like a million years ago now. It's been a long time. Longhorns went to Dallas. Longhorns took their bye week, went to Houston. And now here we go, back-to-back home games at DKR. Uh, all right, Rod, we appreciate all the text messages, by the way, people rolling in here with uh, good conversation and questions. It says, Rod, any thoughts on the Michigan stuff? We've talked about it all week, this Connor Stallions debate before we go behind the burnt orange curtain. Yep. All I'll say is this. We can debate whether it's a big deal, uh, whether it really helps you win football games. Um, I know the rest of the Big Ten's kind of keeping an eye on this thing now. They actually reported Michigan. But Jim Harbaugh and, and is not allowed to say he didn't know anything about this. He's not allowed to come out and say plausible deniability. I have no clue who this guy is. I mean, there's video evidence of him standing on the sidelines talking mm-hmm. to your coordinators yeah. uh, right next to him. Yeah. Uh, you know who he is. And there's mm-hmm. a reason he was making $55,000 a year as a staffer on your team. There's a reason he was spending his own money, probably provided by someone else, to buy tickets uh, to games featuring Big Ten teams that they're going to play down the road. Yeah. And not just buy tickets, Rod, 50-yard line tickets. Hey, man. So the you good, get the right the angle. <laughs> the right angle, right, yeah, yeah. on both sides. You would buy tickets to both sides of the field mm-hmm. so he could get both teams well, who were be, playing in the game. Got to be thorough. At each game. Got be thorough, man. And then bring the, ev- the, the video evidence back. And, of course, he's a former military guy with – no, he's like the code breaker. Knows how to organize it. Yeah. Knows how to organize it. So no one's allowed to say you, you, you didn't know this was happening. Um, yeah. Harbaugh can't hide behind that. Does it, you know, will this impact this year? This might be the best team in the country. But obviously the rest of the Big Ten has raised a red flag on this. The NCAA is investigating. And uh, we, you and I were on last night with Jerry Hamilton. He said something that stuck with me. You know, if we already, already have all of this information this quickly, Right, everything I just said has come out in the last two days mm-hmm. about the plane tickets and the the tickets yep. through StubHub and the video surveillance uh, from the state. Because the reason they they found the guy is they found his ticket on StubHub with his name on it, and then the video surveillance within the stadium, they're able to zoom in on him and find him holding up his camera and recording the other line. So they already have all this. They got it. What's to come? I mean, mm-hmm. we already had this in like three days. Yeah, because well, I think that's. The NCAA had it already. Yeah, they've been investigating. They, they've been upset. But it's all already out. Yeah, but they're, they're upset with him from the other issue, the recruiting violation penalty. When they uh, suggested a harsher penalty, um, he decided to, you know, the, ignore their suggestion, and then he followed the school's imposed uh, uh, penalty, which was a four-game suspension. I don't even know, remember what the NCAA suggestion was. But anyway, the reports are that the NCAA got a little upset with that. And the NCAA essentially had some other stuff, or at least some other allegations against Jim Harbaugh and decided, all right, you know what? Let's investigate the other stuff too. Well, <laughs> let's yeah. go out to the other stuff. Since you think you're so squeaky clean and you're and you won't listen to us, let's go out to the other stuff and that maybe this is not only um competitors who have felt wronged, right, and maybe know about this behind the scenes. You know, the, the streets is talking, all right, about oh man, you know what, what Michigan's doing, you know they hear because coaches know. Mac Brown used to talk about this all the time. The coaches know who's cheating. 
They know. They know who's cheating, whether it be recruiting, whether that be on uh, stuff on the field. The coaches all know. You see when they ask Sark about something, he's like, oh, yeah, it's going on. Oh, yeah, it's going <laughs> on. Where's that coming up? There was a report Sark that, knows it's yeah, there. There was a report that Texas actually had had to deal with a team stealing its signs or knowing its signs, whatever it may be. Um, but this is, it does seem like this was a pretty thorough, intricate, all right, system, systematic all right, uh, a lot you of know, logistics going here. Yes, yeah, so you just like you need algorithms well, and, then, and, and then, video evidence and all and, that and kind you of follow stuff. Follow that up with the fact that then they have video of him on the sidelines during yeah. games, looking at the other sides, talking yeah. to the coordinators. Yeah, like okay, Harbaugh, you can't say well, you don't know this guy. Uh, this is yeah. just some type of misunderstanding. This yeah. says, explain to me, guys, how this is any different than a coach going to scout upcoming opponents. Well, the, the reason it's different is it's illegal. Uh, now, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. That it's, it's stupid. Illegal. Exactly. No, I'm not disagreeing. It's stupid. The NCAA is just a – it's an antiquated old-school organization that didn't want to go to headset communication for whatever reason. We still don't know why they've rejected that for so long, They've had the NFL for years now. It, years. And, it, and it, you know there's enough money in college football to get it yeah, done. Yeah, where the coordinator for a, for a window of time can talk to his quarterback yeah. in his ear, right? Yeah. That's, that's where you call the play. Exactly. You call all the, you got to do is, is hide your mouth if you want to so you don't get lip read. Simple. But <laughs> because college football is so, ant, so old school – and they move at a glacier-like pace when it comes to anything related to progress. They're holding up poster boards. You got three, four dudes out there throwing up signs. signs. Yeah, because they're throwing up misinformation because they know other teams are stealing the signs. And it's like, come on, guys. Really? Can we just get back to just you know, kind of basics here and, and have technological advances that actually help improve the product. So, I, yeah, it, it's stupid, but it is. It could be, could be squashed quickly. It is a, he, it is, well, he, he and, clearly and, broke the rules, if that's what he's doing. But that's it's right. a stupid rule. And, but all <laughs> I'm saying, my bone to pick would be with Harbaugh. He can't say he didn't know. He can't. That's not believable. No. That's not believable. Not, not There's with, too much yeah. going on here. It's, it's too in-depth. <laughs> like you said, they got him on the sideline now. If you're, on, if you, if you're that close to the coordinator, you can't even get close to the coordinators on the sideline. No. Some dude will back you up like, back up, man. Get up off him. <laughs> now this guy's like disappeared. Like he's off the grid. Like, come on, y'all. Connor Stallions, baby. Uh, it's too much. Yeah, but they, you can tell they did not go through. There was no real effort to hide this stuff. Yeah, that's the weird so part. So they just assumed like nobody's going to pay attention and nobody would care because they probably figured it's a stupid rule. And 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 or e they know a lot of other teams are doing it. Yeah, this, well, that goes back good. to the yeah. baseball yeah. side, right? With the whole Astros <laughs> so thing. A lot and, of other teams are doing it. Like, it's, very, yeah, it's, a very, it's a very similar conversation to the Astros and the sign stealing because baseball was slow to react, and it was a glacier pace, and mm-hmm. technology was was coming online that was available that. Baseball didn't create rules to, to stop it, and so people started doing it. Steroids were the same thing in baseball. That mm-hmm. the baseball was very slow to react to it and let it get out of hand, and then everybody was doing it. And then you know one team gets gets hammered for it because they took it to a different level. Exactly. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know it was all going on, and that's on yeah. that's on the leadership of baseball. This is on the NCAA as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll follow. But, again, my only bone to pick is Harbaugh can't say I didn't know. How, uh, that, that's not yeah. allowed. That's and, not allowed. He, and, but remember, that's a good point, though. No, no, that's a good point because if he's going to – Lie about it. Remember, the NCAA has been uh, more harsh on those who are lying and they, they think are dishonest in the process rather than them punishing them for the actual violation itself. That's, like, you know, that's a Des Bryant kind of rule. It's like, oh, no, he lied about it, though. That's why we gave him with the harsh penalty. It wasn't that he, he violated the rules. That would have gotten him, of course, a slap on the wrist, but it was that he tried to lie about it. It was the cover-up, right? The cover-up is worse than the crime kind yes, of thing. Richard Nixon. The, the NCAA believes that to a certain extent about the cover-up. So 
that's the thing, too. How far is Jim Harbaugh going to go in his defense to try to cover it up and, like you said, distance himself from it? Is he going to have a fall guy? Is there a fall guy within the program now? That's why they're trying to develop – they're trying to get their story together. Who's the fall guy here? Who can we say really organize this thing, put it to systematic, uh, you know, uh, p- protocols in place, measures in place to make sure that Who's we have Who's our Oliver advantage. North? Somebody. Who's our Oliver North going to take the yeah, fall? Because it ain't going to be Jim Harbaugh <laughs> right now. They're thinking it's got to be somebody else. Who is it? It's not oh. going to be Connor Stallion. It's going to be somebody no, else. Not. Hey, can we go behind the burn orange curtain? Steve Sarkeesian address <laughs> this issue. Rod's got some other great stuff talking Texas BYU. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What? What? is behind that curtain. All right, since we're talking about sign stealing and how prevalent it is in college football, uh, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian about it. Remember, there was a report last season that Sark had to deal with a team, you know, knowing their signs. I don't know if they were stolen or if they were given (laughs) to the other team. We're not sure how it happened, uh, but that was a report that Texas had to deal with that as well. So Sark was asked about it in his media availability on Monday. Uh, Here's Steve Sarkeesian when he was asked, uh, hey, what do you think about sign stealing? Is it something that happens in college football a lot? Yeah, signal stealing is is real. Um, It is is a definite factor in college football. Um, I think some teams rely on it uh, much more than others. Um, and so you, you do have to devise it. That's why we got boards and signalers and, and different colored shirts on the sidelines and every which way of, of how we try to get the play to our players um, to be fair to them. I mean, nobody wants to run a play when they know what, what play's coming. It's like going to bat and trying to throw your best pitch and the batter knows what's coming. He's got a better chance of hitting it. So we try to, we try to hide it as best we can um, to, uh, to give our players the best chance to be successful. All right, there you go. Start talking about, yeah, happens a lot. Could I say one thing real quick? Right, somebody texted us, where in the NCAA rule book does it say sign stealing is illegal? Uh, to be clear on that, the NCAA rules do not directly ban stealing signs. There yeah. are rules against using electronic equipment yes. to record opponent's signals. Yes. Uh, it's, it's NCAA bylaw 11.6.1. So essentially, if he had gone there like Rod B with a notebook – yeah. And just started writing down stuff. <laughs> it was really good at illustrating signs or whatever. That'd be okay. But he was the, the, uh, electri- they have him caught on. Um, yeah, those, with the electronic devices. Using his phone to record yeah. the uh, the signs of the opponent. Like and, I said, uh, we, we're not disagreeing that it's stupid. We're just <laughs> it is a violation. We're also agreeing it could be prevented very easily because, as Matt Rule, the coach of Nebraska, said this week, high schools are more advanced right now with That's their ability ridiculous. to communicate than the NCAA. Come on. It's a you know multi-billion dollar industry. <laughs> right? Come on, catch up. What are we doing here, people? This just makes no sense at all. But, like, it, it, but the ramifications of this could be huge because we don't know what they're going to do to Michigan. You know, they might be the best team in the country. Yeah, what they're going to do to Jim Harbaugh. And a lot of people think Jim Harbaugh is itching to get out of college football anyway. You know, he's one of those guys where – he kind of wears out his welcome wherever he is. He gets anxious. It's intense, man. Once, once he takes a program or an organization to a certain point, he's like, oh, i got to get the hell out of here because he maybe believes he's taking well, it as far as they win the Natty this year, there will be NFL teams calling, including maybe his former team with the Bears. I think he would take that because they, they might have the number one and two pick. <laughs> yeah, he could take the quarterback I he wants. I think he might take that. Uh, all right, let's get to some uh, – let's just start talking about BYU really quickly. And let's, uh, we'll slowly start to preview the BYU Cougars. Um, okay, so start, obviously that's his alma mater. So this is personal. It's personal. It's personal for Sark here. Uh, here's here from Sark, uh, the media availability, talking about uh, BYU, the next opponent for the, for the Longhorns. 
You know, we haven't been at home in about a month now. Uh, and we're playing a really good BYU football team, uh, five and two. Um, obviously, my alma mater. I uh, know a lot of those coaches well. You know, Kalani Sataki and I were, were teammates uh, back in the day, and I can't believe he's in year eight and he's doing a heck of a job. Aaron Roderick, their offensive coordinator, was a, was a receiver of mine when I was there. Uh, so these guys are really good coaches. They've got really good schemes. They've got a veteran football team. Um, and they play extremely hard. They're tough nosed, they're hard nosed. Uh, they play the game with a real mentality, real effort first team. I think the ball is going to be critical Saturday. Uh, I think they've created 15 turnovers on defense. And I think if you just watch the Tech game, if you want to talk about the deciding factor in the game was their ability to create five turnovers uh, and what it meant in that game. Uh, definitely got a veteran quarterback in, in Slovis. Uh, got a multitude of tight ends that they like to use. So, you know, we got our work cut out for us. But um, uh, looking forward to the opportunity to, to get back to DKR uh, and play in front of our fans in, in a heck of a ball game. Yeah, turnovers will be big in this game. Texas got a young, inexperienced quarterback. Uh, BYU takes the football away really well. 16 takeaways um, I have them with, which is – Third in the country, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And leading the Big 12, and they're second in the Big 12 in turnover margin behind Oklahoma, third in the country in turnover margin. Um, so let's hear from us uh, talking about that BYU defense because uh, they don't do a lot of things well, but they do take the football away. Here's Steve Sarkeesian. I think, you know, Jay, Jay and uh, Kalani go back to Utah days. Um, and so that's kind of a, you know, if you think about Kyle Whittingham and, and those great defenses that they've had at Utah over the years, and, and Kalani and Jay were there for, for a lot of those years, that's a very aggressive style, very attacking, uh, attack the line of scrimmage, defensive line is penetrating. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to get into the backfield. Um, you know, I, I think they, they have a lot of confidence in their players and in their scheme. Um, they do a good job on first down, second down of mixing things up, and on, on third down, how can they get to the quarterback? But in the end, they're ball conscious, and, and you see the turnovers and when they come and why they come. I think their players are really aware uh, the coverages that they're playing, and I think that goes back to coaching. You know, those guys are good coaches. They've been doing it a long time. Got a ton, a ton of respect for them. There you go. That's Sark talking about uh, BYU. Yeah, the defense. This is opportunistic defense. There's nothing elite about it. And, you know, there's some areas where they're below average to even poor defensively. But they do take the football away really well. Uh, and that's something you got to worry about. That's something actually, you know, that U of H was decent at. They were, and it, U of H was a bad defense too, arguably the worst defense in the Big 12. And Texas did not dominate that U of H Teams. Yeah, Texas outside of the Oklahoma game has been pretty clean with the turnovers. And as I mentioned, the number that stands out is they give up a lot of yards per carry on the ground, and they only have seven sacks, which tells me they don't, they don't create a lot of havoc. They do, uh, but they do are opportunistic. And when Sark says hard nosed, remember Kalani Sataki was a fullback for them at BYU. So they're physical. Yeah, they're physical. You know that. You know that. He's yeah. a hard nosed guy. No question. And in his eighth year, so he's built his culture. He's been there long enough to, to get his type of guys. All right, uh, we will come back. When we do, it'll be what the facts, Rod. We've been what giving you some facts, facts on sign stealing and Diamondbacks and Rangers, World Series. We've got a lot to do. Uh, let's hook them up. We'll come back with our uh, Just the Facts segment on a Wednesday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Time for What the Facts every morning between 6.50 and 7 a.m. To wrap up our first hour of five here on Hook em Up. And uh, it's a fact Longhorns will have a backup quarterback on the field. Malik Murphy will likely make his first career start. 
Uh, of course, he's thrown all of eight passes as a college quarterback. Arch Manning, his backup, has never been mm-hmm. on the field Nope. Uh, for Texas. So that's the inexperience at that spot. We'll talk more about it coming up. Rod will have a deep dive rant, I'm assuming, based on what you said earlier, maybe on the Cowboys a little bit. Uh, we'll talk some Cowboys. The Cowboys are back after the bye week playing the Rams this weekend. Uh, but out of this, Rod, fact of the day, or some of the facts, teams facing elimination at home in this postseason, 2023 in Major League Baseball, are now 0-5. Ooh. 0-5. Wow. How, how off the nose is that? Phillies lost, That's Astros good. lost, Twins lost, Brewers lost, Rays. Uh, all on their home field, facing elimination, home field advantage meaning very little right now in the big leagues. Yeah, that's weird, man. That's strange. Yeah, home field means nothing. Trust me, as an well, Astros and, fan, and we know. It's amazing because the Astros losing, the Rangers winning in Houston twice, not a statistical surprise because Houston's been so bad at home in the last two months. Phillies had the best home field in the bay, in the game, and they've been you know unbeatable at home in the playoffs and uh, won the first two there in Philadelphia pretty pretty convincingly. That's why it was surprising to see the, the young snakes, man. You give a young team, most of their guys under 25 years old in the key roles, uh, now they believe. Now they believe they can win, and uh, they're finding a strategy. So that was pretty, pretty big. So Diamondbacks and Rangers starting Friday night. Yeah, adding to that stat about uh, the uh, winner-take-all situations in, the, uh, in Major League Baseball, too, Philadelphia has now lost seven. The city. All right. Are you talking about a sports city, a a pro sports town? They've now lost seven consecutive game sevens. 76ers, Flyers, and the Phillies. 76ers have lost four, Flyers two, Phillies one. That's the longest game seven losing streak by a metro area in the history of pro sports in America. Uh, So that town is hurting. And in the last year, think about all they've lost in the last year. Lost the Super Bowl. You know, heartbreaker. Uh, yeah, Philly, uh, 76ers, they lost in the conference semis. Um, the Phillies lose in ALCS. The Phillies lost the World Series. <laughs> also, with that same hey, year. You know what? Couldn't have a nicer group of jerks. Eagles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> hey, uh, Diamondbacks, ninth lowest payroll in the MLB. They were the last team in. They swept the Brewers, wow. swept the Dodgers, and won four out of five against the um, against the Phillies. So don't take them lightly for sure. That's how baseball goes. But how about this, Rod? Real quick, because, you know, the F1 race was just here. We had a huge mm-hmm. crowds, electricity, the U.S. Grand Prix. Max Verstappen won it. Well, the next big race is the Las Vegas Grand Prix, which is coming up in November. And it's the first ever race in Vegas. And this is an outlier. This is a fact, Rod. This is weird. You know, F1 typically farms everything out, right? They, they don't control much for, at, at that level. Okay. Um, they let the, the local municipalities run the racetrack and the car the own cars are on. This is one that they're putting on, and there are reports out of the Sin City that's not going well, that they be ready for this thing. It's a $500 million Las Vegas Grand Prix. It's supposed to be their marquee event. The local residents aren't happy. It doesn't feel like the streets are going are gonna to get ready. And how about this, Rod? The race doesn't start until 1 a.m. on the East Coast for its start time. Oh, yeah. Because there's some low ratings. Yeah, I don't. Everybody's watching that. That's one to watch, and the tickets are ridiculously expensive. You know, it's Vegas, so everything's going to be expensive there. It'll be a spectacle yeah. with these cars whizzing around the Strip and whizzing oh, yeah. around downtown Vegas. And No, it's always really cool. And they got the spear. The spear and the everything. The there spear now yeah. that we tell you about. I, I'm, I'll be keeping an eye on that because I know all the F1 fans out there that were at COTA. Um, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the debut of this, and the F1's in control of a lot of it, and there's grumblings in Sin City that uh, they may not be ready. Like they're this thing. Wow. Keep an eye on that. Didn't put it out there a few weeks out. That is a uh, yeah. That is crazy. That's let me talk about an international oh. spectacle. Usually. Well, that's what they want, right? A night race. They because they're yeah. trying to time it so that it's a spectacle around the world. Yeah, so you can see all, all the, the city of lights. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, okay, I'm gonna give you this real quick. How about this about Patrick Mahomes? Uh, in 2023, Patrick Mahomes has the most 
passes dropped by his receivers of any quarterback in the league, 18, and he has been hurried on a league-high 35 passes. Patrick Mahomes, is, this is, he, they're winning and they look really good, but there's a lot of flaws, a lot of cracks in that Kansas City uh, armor this year. Not as many as they've – I mean, more than they've had in recent years. They haven't had this many cracks in armor. Receivers dropping passes. Um, offensive line's not great. Kelsey is – I mean, he's the man. He's the best tight end of all time. But, I mean, they can't do it just the Mahomes and Kelsey show. They've no. got to make a move before the trade deadline. I think they will. I, I mean, think it's, they, it's coming up next week. I mean, I think you're talking about the end of this to. month. They got to. Today man. is the 25th of October. Didn't they just get a receiver that got arrested or something, too? Did well, something and, you know, Miko Hardeman has a career 20 touchdowns off that team. Uh, so they brought him back, and they think that's an immediate jolt. But I think they could use another. question is who's available. Yeah. Justin Ross had some domestic uh, oh violence issues, right? Uh, something He was arrested for some felony charges. My point is, Kansas City's got some receiver issues. If they don't make a move before the deadline, I don't know. I wonder if their Super Bowl hopes. I'm interested in this trade reach, deadline because you know, the, the margins are so slim, just like Christian McCaffrey last year. I'm gonna, I'll be keeping an eye on Saquon Barkley. I really will. Obviously, Ooh. Derrick Henry in Tennessee is an aim to watch, but Saquon would be a difference maker. Uh, he's Now, he's on the record saying he doesn't want to be traded. No, of course. You, you, yeah. you say that while you're still on the you team. You always say that, yeah. <laughs> you stop going to that locker room. Yeah, yeah. You can't say, hell yeah, get me out of here. Yeah. Uh, but, well, you know, he, he, he loved to go to greener pastures for some more green, too. Yeah, as long as you're in that locker room, actually, you have to go there every day. You yeah. say, yo, I want to be here. Yeah, come on, man. Then once you get traded, you go to the new team and go, oh, man, I, I want to get out, out of there. Yeah, that's a must-lie situation. It's, it's like work. seeing an ugly baby. Nobody knows they have an ugly baby. <laughs> it's a must-lie situation. <laughs> How's your baby, Rod? Month old now. Beautiful this week, baby. She's, she's beautiful. She's she's Jimmy a Monroe. little she's a little demon, but she's cute. Oh man, <laughs> sleep for a while. Oh man, she's great though. She's We're back. One hour in, four to go. It took him up on a Wednesday.